Welcome to Top 5's The Show of Everything. Top 5's presented by The Sex Effects. I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. And folks, we have a rock and rollin', hippin', happenin', good time for you this evening before we get to all the hoppin'. Jonathan, how are you, my friend? Man, getting ready to leave the country, man. It's, yeah. been, it's like a week and, eh, about a week and a half. or you maybe fugitive? You're, a week you on the run? You're on the oh, lamb, son? Yeah, it's about a week and a couple days. So, yeah, I'm excited, dude. Uh, going to England, seeing my family out there. Uh, really stoked to do that. Um, just kind of getting my last minute stuff to pack, getting all my itinerary stuff printed out and on saved on my phone. Yeah, just being responsible and trying to get this uh, this uh, together. But I'm really excited. It's going to be strange to kind of leave. For, you know, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. So, you know, it's kind of leaving my my daily life here for a little bit, which is cool. It's good to take a break every now and then. I it, think it's necessary. Absolutely. It's necessary, dude, to, to decompress and to definitely explore. You know, I've been to England before, but, you know, I'm going to be possibly going to Paris. So, uh, you know, going to new places and, and exploring some some new culture. And, um, yeah, just super stoked for that, man. Yeah. And, uh, can't wait to tell the audience about it. So I think um, it'll be pretty cool, man. Yeah. And we're actually talking. Uh, I think we'll be able to fit one more show before I leave the country for next week so look out for that guys look for it look for it joey how are you doing this week i'm doing very well my friend um so bit of news quit my job today so yeah i'm like an untethered balloon i feel good um i have plans i have designs to get back to uh the city the bay area um and wheels are in motion things are happening jonathan um, you know, we were talking before the show, you know, about your trip and everything and just things are coming together and, uh, you know, kinda, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Um, it's a lot, man, for sure. It is a lot. So that's a, um, that's a big move, man, too. It's like, big. You know, like it's big. Making a change. Yeah. And you know, if, if you knew me growing up, I, uh, I did not like change, <laughs> but I'm trying to embrace it. Embrace I'm changing change. into a person who likes change. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. And really, you know, as a storyteller, that's all story is. It's all about change. You have to embrace it or else you can't, can't recognize a good story. Right? <laughs> change is painful, but change is good. Um, I like it. Words of, words of wisdom here. Yeah, man. Now let me get <laughs> off my fucking soapbox so I can shine some <laughs> shoes. Um, but yeah, man. Um, so things are, things are, things are looking up. Um, <clears throat> I can't think of anything off the top of my head in terms of movie news, but my head has kind of been in the clouds. I haven't really been... Same, dude. Same. Yeah. I can't really think of anything. can't think of anything big. At the moment. Um, just doing a quick search here on io9, but I'm not seeing anything that is... Uh, I, feel like, I feel like it's been a quiet, quiet uh, week so far. It has far. been. And it, it makes sense. You know, we... Uh, Comic-Con was... You know, it was kind of last month, so it, it should calm down this month. And the summer's pretty much coming to, you know, to an end, so. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, gearing up for, I mean, I can't wait for the fall time, actually, honestly. Especially for, for movies and uh, definitely going to check out the new Star Wars. I think I'm going to check that out. Oh, you think so, huh? 
I will check it out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just interesting. I'm I'm just curious to see what they're gonna do with Star Wars. You know, I, this is the third you know third film right in this kind of installment. Yeah. So, it doesn't feel like know. the excitement is there though. You know what I mean? Like when the trailer dropped, big yeah big news cycle, but not as big as I thought it was gonna be. Do you, do you think it's due be for the backlash that I was getting for a lot of the kind of? I think there's backlash. Know, the I on. think. I don't think people like what Disney is doing with these characters. To be honest with you, and I, yeah. I personally don't really care for it. You know what I mean? Like Force yeah. Awakens was a nice nostalgia trip, but I share the sentiment that a lot of people share is you couldn't give us Han, Luke, and Leia in one fucking scene together. Like that's all I fucking wanted from this these yeah. these new movies and the new characters are fun and plucky and whatever but it doesn't it feels like safe Disney Star Wars it doesn't feel like fucking Star Wars nothing ever will yeah, um, yeah. and I've said it, I've said it a million times on the show but it's they're just big budget fan films so I don't care I like I I will see it I'm curious I'm, yeah. I'm going to check it out um, I want to see how it ends but it won't matter to me the way fucking like Endgame mattered or the Dark Knight Rises mattered. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's just, yeah. it's okay. You know? Okay. <laughs> it's there. Uh, they keep I calling think... it the sequel trilogy, but it's really kind of the thinly veiled remake trilogy. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with you, man. Like, uh, you know, for star Wars, you know, we, I, f- I feel like, I guess I can speak for the both of us. We, we carry those, the, the original trilogy so close to our so hearts, you know what I mean? Close, so, yeah. you know, I feel like we're always going to be going back to those tr- that trilogy and in a way, like sometimes I wish I can be, you know, we've seen the other movies and remakes and stuff and prequels or whatever. Uh, there's some part of that which is like, oh man, k- kind of similar to uh, Indiana Jones and the King of the Crystal Skull. Like, uh, it, I just, it, it I wish didn't I was, happen. Yeah. It doesn't exist. <laughs> Or, like, live in a world where they don't exist. But, you know, at least we have the original trilogy to go back to. And, and you know, I think that's what's great about, you know, uh, being a fan or, or at least, you know, experiencing those movies or whatever. It's like, you know, it's truly up to you how you want to see it and, you know, how you want to go about, you know, kind of seeing where they're going to go with Star Wars. Or it's just like, hey, I'm a true Star Wars fan, but I really like, like, the trilogy will always be my you know, my go-to for, for Star Wars. And, um, you know, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, people like for me, I'm kind of the same. I I don't really, you know, I think I hold the trilogy obviously higher in in that sense, but I, you know, I'll still see the movies just to see what, you know, what they're doing with it. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm kind of stoked. I mean, there's, there's still like, yeah, I'm trying to think of like other movies that might be coming out for the fall, but I think just in general, just like getting to the fall season. I'm so I'm kind of done with the summer already. <laughs> so I can't think of a movie that I'm like looking forward to. You know how yeah. sad that makes me. Yeah, makes there me really are. Sad. You know, actually, funny enough, I've been kind of on the opposite end, or not not as far as that, but I'm, I've been on the opposite end as far as television shows. Like I'm looking forward to the next, you know, like the next series of this television show. Right. More so than a f- like films that are coming out right now. Um, so, uh, and, you know, I guess some television shows, like they're, you know, they're finishing their arc or whatever. So it's like, okay, like, yeah, this is cool. Um, I talked about The Expanse on the last episode and like, yeah, it's been, um, they're like gearing up for a fourth season. 
uh, November. So it's like, okay, like I got something to look forward to, but I'm really starting to get invested in the show. So it's like, okay, I'm excited for this. Um, but you know, there, yeah, there are going to be some, I'm sure there'll be some movies next year that will, will be kind of, you know, you know, tripping over and, or not tripping over, but I think we'll be excited for some, for some stuff. But yeah, at the moment, nothing really tickling my fancy. <laughs> so I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, man. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Anyways. Anyway. Um, Shawnee, you want to you wanna get to some, uh, some uh, top five lists? Yeah. Um, I, I cheated on this one. I'm sorry, guys. That's quite I, right. uh, I didn't have my little bowl, but I just thought of the top five today, and I had to check in with Joey because I feel like we always have to check in with each other <laughs> if we've done it before. <laughs> so, um, but, I remember, yeah. baby. Yeah, I know, man. And I know we have, like, now we have, like, over a hundred, you know, over 150 and beyond episodes. So yeah. just even going back to our back catalog is quite, quite a <laughs> resurgence or quite a, you know, going back to the history of, uh, of top five. So, and I feel like at this um, point it would be okay if we repeated ourselves a little bit, well, especially cool. those think, early, early episodes, you know? Uh, yeah. Well, again, it's, it's also, I, I feel like we've said this before. It's like, I feel like our top fives are always kind of changing and yes. evolving. And so, you know, maybe actually that'd be kind of a fun one too. like maybe revisiting just like an old one and just be like, hey, where does it stand? This is what we had, you know, before, you know, this, this is my number one. Like, is it still number one for you? So, um, yeah. So my, my top five for this week is uh, top five uh, three piece bands. Um, and they could be, I don't know, any genre of music. I mean, I think most of the people on my list are probably going to be like rock, you know, like rock or punk music. So. Um, Joey, what are your top five three-piece bands? I have a very basic list, Shawnee. That's cool. Um, you good. But here we go. Here we go. I feel like it's the obvious ones, but uh, sorry. That's cool. Sorry. Number five, The Jam. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, yes, The Jam. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, number four, I feel like I'm going to get shit for this one, Sublime. I feel like there's been a major reassessment of Sublime and like no one likes them anymore. Like they're the band people make fun of you for like listening to and Uh, fuck you. I like Sublime. I like their greatest hits. I really like it. Yeah. Fuck man. Doing time is still my summer fucking anthem. (laughs) Because I can change Louie to Marty and fucking sing about me and my dog. It's fucking great. And it's so... (laughs) It's so like California too. It is. Like there's such a like... You know, like they're definitely localized to you know this. Uh, I think uh, obviously I think they're from Long Beach, but um, yeah, yeah. I I feel like yeah. When I think of like, like especially going to like England, right? You know, like if I was gonna rep some bands, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, I'm a, I'm a, like you know, good Sublime fan for sure. You know, because that's that came out of where we're from. You know, so um, dude, Sublime, what a good yeah. They're such a good like as far as. And that's the thing about three-piece bands, right? You, you know, usually it's typically drummer, bass, and guitar, typically. Yeah. Um, so being able to create, like, the music, you know, especially with Sublime, like, that type of music, and, you know, make it so, you know, powerful and, and fun, and it's, like, it translates well. It doesn't seem like there's anything missing. Yeah. Um, which I think is always a key for, like, those bands. So, dude, Sublime, yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, number three, Green Day. Oh yeah, dude. Um, the Green Day. And I think, uh, when I think of like Green Day and not so much on their earlier records, uh, but definitely now, um, 
a three-piece band is it's you're getting a different experience when you hear them on record because more more often than not they're putting three four different guitar layers onto a song and then you go and see yeah. them live and they can he can either only play rhythm or he can only play lead and you know what i mean it's going to be a tricky yeah. thing because the guitarist is also usually the singer and that kind of shit mm-hmm. um so i mean green day does the thing where they bring jason white out or whoever right to fill in on guitar on yeah. the road and sometimes even in the studio but um more so again the the early records is where i count green day as a true three piece and a powerful power trio for oh, yeah, sure dude. um number two the most powerful power trio nirvana um i'm fuck dude you listen to a nirvana live record and it's so fucking raw but like the power is there they sound like a yeah. full fucking band it sounds like so much more than just three guys and it's fucking exactly. crazy fucking crazy <laughs> but my favorite three piece what defines the three piece band for me and i'm sure maybe you if not number one it's up there blink 182 um, Heck yeah, dude. Another band that, you know, <laughs> I might get shit for liking, but fuck you. I don't care. I love Blink-182. Not really anything past their self-titled album, but uh, shit, man. Cheshire Cat yeah. has There's, fucking yeah. jams that are just so fucking good, and it's so quintessential, like, three-piece shit. Uh, dude, dude Ranch is phenomenal. Um, you know you know what's cool about Blink, too, is, like, and they're just, like, all three of them are, like, they bring so much to the band, like just individually. And then as a, as together, as a, as a group, um, but musicianship personality. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. All those, it hits every little thing. And, um, yeah, it's great. Cause it's, you like when we, we've seen them, you know, uh, a few times and it's like, you know, just seeing that kind of chemistry between, you know, the stage presence and all that kind of stuff between just the three of them. And I'm not saying anything about like, bands that are you know four piece or on or whatever i'm just you know with a three piece it's like every you can you know every little piece is really working and you can see that kind of Mm -hmm. you know very clearly so um dude i i i share blink as my one too man because you know we grew up listening to blink and um you know funny enough like uh our old uh high school band blind issues started as a three piece and then we got Joey Parati to join us on guitar. <laughs> and that's how we became Blind Issues slash the pilots. And then, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Blink-182, man. I mean, uh, I agree with you, like, kind of their earlier stuff. Um, you know, they have a new lineup now, so it's, you know, it's yeah. cool. I, It's great that they're touring and the writing, and I, I just, like... They probably know, sound better today than they did then, but I don't know. Y- yeah, I, yeah, who knows? I mean... I do miss that. Again, it's the, you know, Mark, Tom and Travis, like the, those three, the three of them on stage and like, you know, really getting into it. And, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, again, when I listen to the records, still even there, like the early ones, like the take off your pants jacket, like, you know, like Tom DeLong has his very, you know, his, his style of like guitar, and, you know, Mark has his own lane of bass and, and then Travis, of course, is just an animal on drums. So it's just like, it's great. Cause it's like, you know, their songs are, are still like boils down to just like good, you know, songwriting, good, like music that's putting, being put together. And, um, I don't know. It's something about three piece band. I always feel like, 
they're even more, I don't know if they're more interesting to watch. Like, I don't know. Cause there's, well, it, there's I'm not like saying better there's symmetry, like, right? Better or symmetry. It's, it's a fucking triangle where, yeah, I don't know. The and, four you know, piece, it's kind of like, okay, you've got two guitarists. Yeah. And I, I do like when I go see bands live, I like to like, you know, I never like concentrate on one, you know, I always, I'm always like looking at every, all the different, you know, band members or whatever. And, you know, yeah, there's some interesting stuff if there's like an extra member or whatever, but yeah, you're right. Like the symmetry between the three of them um, is like so strong and like, I do miss that man. And I, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're probably going to do a reunion sometime. At some point. Yeah. Future. At some point. So, um, and you know what? I'd be down to see that. It'd be very interesting to hear a lot of these new songs. And they're, you know, Blink is actually, I think, releasing a record mm-hmm. soon. I think before the end of this month. Yeah, I, I forget what it's called, but yeah. Um, but yeah, that too is like it's going to be an interesting experience uh, if you go see Blink with yeah. an original lineup, but also playing these new songs that Tom DeLonge wasn't a part of. It's like, oh, whoa. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, uh, Blink went to. One of my favorite three-piece bands um, out there. Um, I'm going to go number two. Uh, I am going to say The Jam. I actually thought of The Jam nice. uh, earlier. Um, yeah, they're, you know, they, they came at an interesting time, you know, kind of the, the mod, uh, you know, kind of punk, you know, like, you know, 70s into the 80s. New wavy. Um, kind of new wavy, but again, like very... With a three-piece, like, you know, you have Paul Weller on guitar and, and just the, the rest of the band, there's just, like, again, that symmetry you see between them. And you can you can kind of divvy up the their, like, what, what's being happened as far as the, you know, the guitar and then the, you know, bass and drums. But, again, it just gels well so together. And I, I always really liked Paul Weller and his, like, his, um, the tone of his voice and the way he sings. He almost has, like, this kind of gritty, you know, like he's smoking all the time a little bit. But it's very melodic too, which which um, I always I think that's what always drawn me to the to the jam. They're always just been like a very, you know, for that time they you know they could have been like Sex Pistols like that kind of style, um, but that was the way they were able to kind of write their music and 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 put it together. It's like this kind of you know really fun licks, but also very fast and aggressive at the same time to kind of really encapsulate that time, you know. So the jam for number two. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm going up the list, I guess. Uh, number three, uh, you know, I think I've talked about these guys. Uh, Muse, I think, is like an insane three-piece band. I think they're one of the most, um, they're probably one of the biggest bands, I think, um, in general. Like for like, I mean, they play like stadium, you know, stadiums and stuff, and they're huge in the UK. I'm sure they're pretty big out here in the, in the United States, but. Again, as as a three piece band, um, you know all all three of the guys in that band are are contributing so many different th- you know kind of musical elements in their songs, and um, they're so good live. I mean, I've seen them live once. Um, my parents have seen them like last year. Hell yeah! And I I, th- I think it's just like again like a really big sound for just three guys, and um, and of course their performance and musicianship as well kind of adds on to that. Um, they put on a really good show. So I, I think that's why I always kind of get drawn to those guys. Um, and yeah, they're, they're very, and they're, you know, I, I guess people would kind of put them in that progressive genre, but yeah, they, they do take, you know, liberties and, and chances with their compositions and music and try to k- create things. And they, you know, I think the last couple of records have been very like kind of 
queen like grand you know so like style which is great because they're just amazing musicians too so you know they, they're able to really go for it so uh muse for number three uh number four fuck i'm it's like i don't want to say the same ones man uh, yeah sorry um uh, i know it's it's tough though um i'll, I'll throw i'll throw a curveball in there um Oh man, I'm gonna go Green Day, just because I, I think similar to Blink, and you know we've have our we have our history with Blink and Green Day. I think as far as our influences on us, yes, learning about time. music and you know getting into music and that and that and and playing and stuff. So, and you're right, like their earlier records. I mean, they're just so much power and like, uh, you know it it's. They had like that, and again like with the three of them, it's like they created that sound for them. Like you know, they they, you know, they they had like you know, Mike Durnt had his like his whole bass. You know, he was you know had all these walking bass lines. Yeah. Uh, you know, Billy Joel had his kind of like. <laughs> I always think he said you. Know, I think you said this before. He kind of sings like he's he's British, but um, <laughs> he has this kind of yeah this aggressive kind of like vocal um, sound, and and then his guitar obviously matched with that. And then um, Trey Cool is just again an animal on drums, and all those you know, all those th- you know those three elements working together just like created Green Day and that like kind of sound. And you know, hats off to them because they've you know they became a really successful you know rock band after like American Idiot dropped and American it's Idiot crazy. was big time. Like, uh, dude, I it's I crazy can't think to of think another too. Like, can you think of a di- another album? That dropped that like it was so impactful and kids yeah. are still like picking it up today and shit like dude and that's like yeah because that that speaks to like new g- generations of people getting into that band and I yeah it's, it's tough to kind of maybe that, that that could be actually a top five maybe some very influential you know like records that really kind of cha- uh, change the t- uh, the tide of like how music's being you know, exposed to. So, um, I want to say my but, cousin who's like 14 years old. I saw her wearing like either a green day t-shirt or something like that. And like, yeah, with the picture of like me holding her as a newborn, I'm wearing the fucking American idiot t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, dude. And then there's like a Broadway show now. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a little, uh, you're jumping the shark, my man, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I, I didn't. I didn't think Green Day can get there. I think I just didn't expect it to go that that far. Like I didn't expect that album to just be like the biggest album for them. Yeah, uh, American Idiot, and and then they toured um, it what for like three years or something, dude. Because it was so big, it was yeah, like yeah. people wanted to see that show, and um, so yeah, hats off to you know Green Day, and you know they're still playing and and uh, performing, so that's cool. You know, I think. Uh, it's great that some of these bands, no matter where they're at in their careers or whatever, at least some of them are sticking around, at least keeping it going. So yeah. Um, so number four, I don't know, dude. It's so tough, man. I want to say like Nirvana because um, they're awesome too. I'm gonna throw a curveball because I've been really into this band and I've mentioned them before on the show. Um, they're called Tiny Moving Parts, and uh, I just can't stop listening to them. They're, they're, I really like their music and um, they're all related to each other. I think there's the drummer and bass player are brothers. And then the guitarist singer, uh, is their cousin. So Sounds it's kind of cool. Kinda <laughs> are they from the Midwest? Yeah. 
But yeah, they're they're cool, man. I, I really like them. They're from Minnesota, and oh, I called it. Yeah, they're they're yeah they're from from places I've never been to, but um, it's cool. I think that kind of chemistry of being family members and like kind of maybe they you know that might have you know maybe uh, kind of similar to like how we used to play in our band, like and you know some of the like jam sessions I have with like my family sometimes. Like, I bet you it's like that. Like they just all started playing together you know, and, you know, experiencing music together and they just created this band and it's just like, that's kind of cool. I, I think that's, you know, and still being able to like, you know, have, you know, have a touring kind of, you know, touring relationship and, and, you know, still being, you know, probably still close with like your, your bandmates. So, you know, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And yeah, I like their music. It's, it's very different and, you know, it's a little more technical. It's like tapping and like, or um, tapping guitar licks and, but uh, the power and again for a three piece, it's like holy shit! Like these guys are really putting some power to it uh, towards the music, and I, I think that's a really, um, it's a really cool thing. And I feel like I don't see a lot of uh, three piece bands these days. Yeah, especially for the sheer amount of. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying this for production, but like I guess you know a lot of music now it's like it's pretty you know they make it big and you know can they afford you know and is the band starting out as a three-piece and having another guy join or you know i i don't see that as often um anymore because i i think you know the sound is getting you know, it's they want it to be big and um you know and then of course there's you know some bands like you know i would say like metal bands of course like you know there's the two guitarists like there are stuff that complements each other um but yeah it's very rare that i see a three-piece so I'm kind of glad there's a couple like three piece bands that are you know new out there and are doing their thing, and um, yeah, I, I really enjoy the music. So, oh yeah, there you go. noise, noise, noise. Uh, Joey, Good I like list, your list, Johnny. dude. No, it's tough, I like man, because I feel like this one's gonna change all the time. It um, is. That could be like another top ten situation. I think I could probably think of more bands that are like that. See, I I kind of struggled. It, yeah, it is tough because you know what? I'm also thinking of bands that might have started out as a three piece, but they like permanently are now like a four piece or something. Or... I mean, The Clash, the first album cover is just the three of them. You know, it's just the three of them, dude. Yeah. Can you count Johnny Cash and the Tennessee Two because it became the Tennessee Three? Oh yeah. See, oh man, there there are some in between lines right there. So yeah, maybe we might have to revisit this one in the. We future, just might, for sure. So. <laughs> Okay, Joe. All right. What is your top five for tonight? Let's see. I'm gonna spin these guys here. All right, Shawnee. What are ooh? Who <laughs> are your top ooh. five favorite Kevin Smith characters? Oh man. Oh man. Can you say Jay and Silent Bob without the other? You know what I mean? Um. No. You can. You can group them together. That's fair. Okay. Uh. Number one will probably be Jane Silent Bob. I mean, I'm most familiar with Jane Silent Bob, but they're one of the highlight characters I think that have come out of Kevin Smith movies, and kind of his franchise of those you know in that world. Um, they're so much fun to watch and interact with each other. Um, Silent Bob, of course, he's silent, so it's like that the little interaction of like Jay is like this super talkative, over the top guy, and then you know Bob is like his a uh, you know hetero life mate. But um, yeah, man. I mean, we we talked about Jansen and Bob before. Like, yeah, it, 
they're just like one of those power duos out there, man. They're they're definitely you know, again, you can't have one without the other, dude. Honestly, like you can't I can't see those characters in their own like movie like separated. You know, they really have to be together. Um so Oh man, Jansen Bob. Uh Jansen Bob. Uh I'm going to go with Oh man, I'm kind of pulling from Clerks. Hell yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with Dante. Man, it's Ooh. tough cuz some of these characters I just I feel like they work well as pairs, but um, Dante Hicks. Dante Hicks. Uh <laughs> Well, I'm just like remembering Clerks and like this like character, uh, like especially in that movie, it's like he doesn't give a shit about his job. Like it's just, it's it's this fun like he is kind of that character where he he I feel like sometimes he's kind of closer to like the the character that the audience kind of kind of gets let into or like connects with. Like this is like what probably the audience is kind of thinking or situations that this character goes into that um, the audience it might be kind of relate to. He's you know he's still. He, no matter how like, you know, he's kind of down sometimes on, on, you know, or he, you know, he, he's, uh, you know, kind of just the average guy, but like, I think a lot of people relate to him just because of the situations he's in, um, and put into, into like the clerk series and whatever. Um, and he, he seems like a pretty genuine character. Um, and I feel like he has the filter on, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. James and Bob don't have a filter, uh, you know, like, you know, some of the other characters, like they just like speak, just speak out their butts. But, um, yeah, he, I, I feel like he's kind of the more grounded character, I think. Dante. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that, I guess that would be like my reasoning for putting him high up there. Um, so two, three, oh man. Um, I'm thinking of J, uh, what's his name? J, uh, Jason, uh, Jason Lee's character. Is it Jason in, Lee? in which one? In uh, Chasing Amy. Is it Chasing Amy? Oh, okay. Uh, the Tracer? The Tracer, yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm blank. Um, Banky? Oh, wait, hold it's on. Banky. I'm trying to... Is it Chasing Amy? Yeah. Yeah. Where he plays the comic book uh, Tracer. Or the, uh, yeah, with the beard? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I always liked him in, the, in Kevin Smith's movies, and... He always, I always feel like he was the character to kind of give, like, shed some light on certain scenes or things that are happening in the movie or, you know, kind of uh, give a little nudge to, like, certain, some of the characters, like, hey, you know, like, think about this, you know, situation or whatever. Like, I always felt like, again, kind of similar to Dante, he was, although some of his ideas were definitely, you know, he, he kind of went off in his own thing. But, like, you know, I feel like he was kind of still a grounded character. And I, I know that's, like, the funny thing with some of the, those movies. Um, like, I always think of, like, um, Jan Silent Bob Strike Back. And, like, I think he was, like, I think he's the one who, like, breaks to Jay and Silent Bob, like, their movie's getting remade or something. He plays uh, Brody from, from Mallrats. That's right. Yeah. That's but right. he also so plays uh, Banky. Banky. Later right. on. So maybe he I'm right. thinking Brody. I think maybe I'm thinking Brody. So Brody's in Mallrats. Yeah, and I'm maybe I'm thinking for, Brody. I'm looking Nevermind. for him on because I I'm, I know that's the character's name, but I just want to make sure that I'm not sounding like a, yeah, yeah Banky, Banky I, Edwards. I always um, yeah, I always specifically think of like that scene where he's explaining. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking Jan Song Bob, but um, yeah, like, he's don't like tell me that you two didn't know that you were the you know they're making a yeah. movie <laughs> off the comic that you were the basis for. 
It's um, like, you guys should be getting paid royalties or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he plays like, Brody in that scene, and then he's Banky when he cuts them the check. He, like, got you. Okay. It's um, kind of cool. Yeah, um, that is kind of cool. That is like, Jesus yeah. Bob is so much smarter than people give it credit for. Um, for sure, dude. Oh, yeah, man. It's such a good fucking movie. Um, it's, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I really like his, and I think he's coming back for the, the remake one. Jansen, I'm about remake. I'm sure he rebooted. is. Rebooted, yeah, he so is. He is. He'll, he'll be in there. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so three, excuse me. Um, let's see. I can't, I can't, I can't remember their names as much. Ben, I like Ben Affleck's character in Chasing Amy. Um, Holden. Holden McNeil. Yes. I did like it because, you know, that, yeah, that movie, he was, you know, obviously going through kind of a, a love, str- uh, love struggle, I would say. And um, I know, it, especially for a lot of Kevin Smith's movies where, you know, there there's a lot of humor and comedy and, you know, kind of, you know, I mean, there is drama, obviously, in some of his films, but, like, it's great because, like, his character, Ben Affleck's character, was you know was one of the main characters in the in the movie, falling in love for uh, a lesbian. So it's like, you know, it's like yeah. I mean, you as far as him even just acting and getting that into that character too, it's just like his character was interesting because it's like, how would this person react if he's you know kind of struggling with his feelings and thoughts about this and like, you know, it it again, for, crazy enough, like for for Kevin Smith and the kind of you know, I always kind of associate like humor and like comedy with his movies. Um, he was able to like really put together some characters that are, um, you know, really grounded and have like kind of these kind of real um, situations with these characters. And, you know, at the same time, his character, you know, is sometimes naive as far as like, you know, how he kind of sees situations in the movie. Um, but that's just kind of adds to his like how, you know, how much more real that character is. Like, you know, if you're going through something like that and you're kind of struggling to kind of figure it out. So, um, that, that movie is also like, I haven't seen it in a very long time because I, I find it difficult to watch because I think the character characterization, especially of Holden McNeil is so true to life. Like, you know, they, there's Freud's Madonna whore complex, which that character is suffering from, which is either she's a virgin or like the Madonna or, She's a horror. Like you, you can't have. It's one or the other. You know what I mean. Yeah. And he's dealing with that with this girl that, you know, because she was she. In the movie, she explains that she's not exactly a lesbian. That she turned to lesbianism because she was so sick of guys and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. But uh, he can't handle her past and shit. And it's yeah. You yeah, know, that's, you know that's definitely a, a tough like that is like kind of the main, like one of the main conflicts with the character, right? Like being able to, to, to deal with that or at least swallow that, you know, pill, I guess. So it's yeah. So, but yeah, I think that's why I liked his character. It's, it's like, again, yeah. Kevin Smith delivered quite a, you know, a layered character within that movie. And, you know, even though he is the main character, like, yeah, I mean, I think that's important that you get stuff like that in a, in a movie because, you know, that's, that adds to, you know, the character. And of course the relatability, like people, you know, either relating to that situation or, or whatnot. Um, so yeah, Ben Affleck. I got one more, right? You got, uh, one more, sir. One more. 
Uh, I'm going to go Mark Hamill, Cockknocker Man. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it was pretty trippy to see Mark <laughs> Hamill in a Jane Silent Bob movie and a Kevin Smith movie um, pretty much parroting Star Wars in a way. Oh, right? big time. Like those big characters. Time, yeah. Like it's like a Batman Robin parody slash Star Wars parody. Um, see him in this ridiculous costume um, with like kind of funny because he kind of does a little bit of the Joker kind of like crazy, yeah. you know, Mark Hamill. So he's um, having fun with it. He's hamming it up. He's, he's hamming it up. Yeah, exactly. He's having, <laughs> yeah, he's having a lot of fun. And I don't know. It was just like refreshing. You know, we, my thought, you know, went before, I guess before I saw him in that role, it's like, yeah, Star Wars, Luke Skywalker. And it's just great to see him in something different and, um, you know, being able to kind of, you know, it is like a parody of, of it in some way or form. So also kind of like laugh it, you know, laugh it off as far as like, yeah, yeah, I was part of Star Wars and, you know, I'm doing all, you know, all sorts of other things. And, um, yeah, that character is like ridiculous with Blunt Man and Chronic and like, um, that kind of like, I guess like third act of the Jan Silent Bob Strikes Back. It was kind of ridiculous too. So, um, damn, I was going to say freaking Will Ferrell's character is pretty funny too. Will and Holly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, those are the ones that kind of pop out to me. Um, I, I would like to watch um, kind of Kevin Smith's, you know, I'd like to do like a rewatch on a lot of his movies just to kind of get back into those characters. And, um, but I got to say like for Kevin Smith and just kind of, you know, starting from like clerks and, you know, like those movies, um, I, I feel like he's been able to deliver like some pretty like layered characters, like really oh, big time yeah. characters that like, you know, mean something to the audience. And I think that's also kind of a, I think that's a hard thing with filmmaking and, and writing and, and all that kind of putting it together. Um, and also the actors behind it too. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I could think of, dude. I'm kind of curious to hear us. I, I know you're an avid, you know, you got me into the Kevin Smith movies, dude. So I love I'm Kevin Smith. I love him. Um, so number five, I'm going to go Elias from Clerks 2. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I was going to do Jance on the yeah, Bob, but dude. just to get as many different characters as possible, I'm going to. That is the, <laughs> I'm thinking of like all the scenes. He's yeah. so great. He is innocent, naive, and Randall is able to easily manipulate him and uh, fuck with him, especially about pillow pants and things like that. <laughs> He's got some of the funniest lines, and his delivery is so good. And I thought that kid was going to fucking blow up after Clerks too, but I, I don't. I haven't seen him in anything since. But he's tremendous in it. He's such a talent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Elias, um, <laughs> number four. Federal Wildlife Marshal Will and Holly, played by Will Ferrell. Will and Holly. <laughs> uh, that is a Will Ferrell role that often gets looked over and forgotten about, but it is so exactly. fucking good. It is one of his yeah. very best. Um, yeah, it's 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 just as Will Ferrell was like perfecting that dumb, straight faced delivery. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> Before yeah. that, I think your reference was the Austin Powers movies and Night of the Roxbury. And I and this yeah. was like right before old school hit. It was perfect. Yeah, um yeah. he's so good in that. Um Yeah. Number three, Brody Bruce from uh right. Mallrats, and then 
uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Strike Back, and soon to be Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Um, I always loved Brody Bruce. Uh, I think um, Jason Lee's delivery—he's very sardonic. Very um, his Brody's dialogue is some of my favorite dialogue of any Kevin yeah. Smith character. He's into comics. He uh, insults people left and right. Like I'd, I'd say, a big part of my personality is probably. T- uh, taken from fucking Brody just because he doesn't <laughs> give a fuck. You know, he just, he's straight and honest and kind of mean, but he's just being fucking real. And I'm like, real. I've always yeah, related yeah. to that. Um, you know, fuck the, when they're on the game show and everything and he's just fucking being an asshole. It's so good. It's so great. Um, his meeting with, uh, Stanley, all of it is really great. Um, Number two, Justin Long, Brandon St. Randy. Oh, from man. From Zach and Mary make a porno. I've, oh, fuck, I forgot about that one. He dude. is so fucking great he's in that movie. Ridiculous in that movie. He's got the one <laughs> scene and he steals the entire movie. He plays a, <laughs> uh, a uh, gay porn star and uh, he's talking to Seth Rogen. He's like, I, I make, you know, adult films. And he's like, oh, anything I might have seen? And he's like, you're not my demographic. Well, what's your demographic? Do you like pussies? Like, yeah, not you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like little, like just fucking, uh. and he's like, oh man, there's so many great, um, uh, I like pornographic title, titles that I won't, I won't list <laughs> off here. Um, yeah. What were you going to say? I, you like I his for- one? I like his voice. He's just like in a deeper yeah. tone. What does he say like- when he get when he meets him? Salutations. Yes, <laughs> oh, he's so ridiculous. I I forgot about that uh, his role because like yeah, he's he's definitely just in one of those scenes at their like reunion or whatever. Yeah, and like yeah, you're right, dude. I remember that was so funny when I when he kind of pops in, and yeah, he's just yeah, that's so funny, dude. <laughs> Fantastic salutations, salutations. Um, Zach and Mary is worth a watch just for that one scene alone. It, I think it's the funniest scene of Kevin Smith's career, actually. Um, Dude, yeah. Oh, man. It's really good. And number one, it's funny that you chose Dante Hicks because I'm choosing Randall Graves, um, <laughs> the slacker. Um, the slacker, The dude. video store um, clerk who, uh, you know... It, fucking spits water in people's faces and lists off porn titles in front of the mom and her kid. And like, um, you know, there's that one really great scene. Like when the woman goes, sir, do you know anything about these? And he's like reading the papers. Like, I don't watch movies. She's like, what about these two? Oh, those two suck. It's the same movies. I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. My what? Your ruse. Your cunning attempt to trick me. Um, like he's got so like, I don't know. It's very inspiring for anyone who's ever had to work like in customer service and shit. And it's so cathartic to watch these guys just fucking lay into people because people are (laughs) fucking assholes. Um, But yeah, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, I like your list, sir. Sir. Sean. I didn't know if I I was going to call you Sean or sir. And it's all (laughs) all fairy dust. I I really want some Kevin Smith movies. I know. Same. So... Um, yeah, man, that's, that's cool, man. I, I, I think there's just, I just realized now that, that there is a lot of characters that he's put into his films and some of them have obviously, you know, crossed over to some of the other ones. And I think yeah. that's, uh, it's great to keep that character going consistent and, you know, having the same attributes and interacting with those characters in that way. So, 
Uh, Randall, especially, I think. I love yeah. Randall. We didn't even get to Dogma. Oh, shit. I know. There's like tons I, of I'm glad you pulled some Chasing Amy characters out there, though. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, like Chasing Amy and like Clerks, like those are kind of the most familiar Kevin Smith movies, I think, for me. So yeah. Um, Dogma, you know, I, I got to rewatch that one. It's been, it's been years since I've seen that. Um, and there's just like a lot of people in there too. So it's like, it's definitely like, yeah, there's, you know, great cameos, a lot of cool, you know, things happening. Um, but yeah, I think that's one I got to rewatch. I think maybe this weekend I'll do like a little Kevin Smith. Oh yeah. Something. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Good list, Shawnee. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I've got I like your list too, dude. tonight. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything you'd like to share with our dear sweet imaginary audience this week? Um, yeah, I, I got a, I got a, for any of you like music heads out there, or, uh, I don't know if you're interested in like, I mean, I know this is kind of like the stuff I do most of the days, but if you're into music production or anything, or just kind of want to hear people talk about music, um, I started listening to this podcast called, um, Blap Chat. Ooh. And it's uh, pretty much this producer, Ill Mind. Um, he's produced a whole bunch of music for uh, mostly hip hop. You know, that's kind of the genre he's in. Um, but I started following this guy on Instagram, and, you know, he po- posts a lot of inspirational kind of stuff and, and stuff about music production, of course. And I don't know, it's kind of interesting to listen to a podcast that's kind of in the world that, you know, I'm trying to do music production as a career. and um, it was interesting to get kind of like, oh, the insight into like, you know, these are the guys who are, you know, working actively in the music industry and, you know, kind of the, you know, I feel like the kind of topics that they're putting it together are just like stuff that, you know, I've been kind of interested in. Um, but they also talk like general music topics every now and then. So, you know, I, th- I think it, I think it could be, it's not for everyone, but I think, you know, it could probably, uh, hit, you know, hit a chord with a couple people, but um, yeah, I've been listening, listening heavily to that this week. So, um, other than that, I can't really think of much, man. I, I know, um, gearing up for the trip. So, you know, I'll have like probably plenty to share, uh, on my trip. I bet. Um, but yeah, I can't really, I can't really think of anything, dude. I'm just like, yeah, it's been, it's been a cloud or I've been in a, in a cloud days, I would say. I feel as you. As far as stuff, but, oh, man. I feel like, oh, you know what? I did start season three of Glow. What did you think? I haven't finished it yet, so I'm pretty, I'm maybe about halfway there, I think. Um, really digging it. It's really, it's, yeah. I love um, Mark Maron's character. I really like his character. On so that. great. How bad is it that, like, our favorite character is the fucking male of a show <laughs> with, like, 21 well, females? I, I feel yeah, bad about I mean, that, but he's so fucking good. I mean, there are, a, a, of course, I think the whole cast in, in a way, you know, everyone, there's little things, you know, or, or, you know, many things that I can pick that are, you know, great about the cast of Glow itself. And um, yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark Barron's like, you know, he's the, he's the dude, you know, he's the kind of writer dude who doesn't give, you know, whatever, you know. So it's like, you know, it's interesting to see, you know, this cast to kind of build a relationship and then especially his character, I feel where he's kind of been the the most kind of jaded one, I think, out of all of them. So you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I've been enjoying the season. It's 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 really uh, interesting, and 
I, I think I mentioned before I went to like my first wrestling match. Like, so like kind of like seeing the world of wrestling and like, Oh wow. Like this is crazy. Like this is, you know, where women were really kind of pushing forward for, for, for professional wrestling. And, um, in this season they're in Vegas. So it's like, you know, the kind of like a highlight or I guess the first couple of episodes. Yeah. It's like a little highlight to their, you know, to their careers and the kind of, um, women in wrestling. So, um, yeah, it's super interesting to kind of see that and like kind of the behind the, behind the curtain of that. So yeah, that's, that's all I'll be watching. And then almost done with expanse. Got like two more episodes left. Nice, man. But, uh, yeah, just, oh, man, it's just been, it's been tough to kind of get into like some shows and, you know, I've been just kind of slowly picking at the stuff I wanted to kind of watch. So I feel it. Um, Joey, do you have anything to share this week? Um, so yeah, quickly, I just watched the pilot episode of The Righteous Gemstones on HBO, the new Danny McBride show. Oh, oh, shit, John that already Goodman, dropped. Adam Devine, yeah. Oh, um, wow. okay. Good, yeah? Uh, too soon to tell. I liked it. It's darker. It's not as funny as, like, Vice Principles or anything like that. Um, yeah. His shows have consistently gotten darker. Um, but I, I'm very interested to see where it goes from the pilot. Yeah. Um, I'll just say that. But okay. the big thing I want to share, everyone needs to watch this documentary. It's on Netflix. Um, my buddy Noah told me about it. It's called Gringo, the John McAfee story. Do you know okay. anything about John McAfee? Not, not as much, man. No. Okay. What, I mean, if, you were, if I would be like, yo, it's John McAfee, what, what could you tell me? Oh, man. Like, I mean, first I... thing that pops your head, what is the one thing, the name McAfee? McAfee. So it's the, the um, uh, what you call it, the antivirus software bingo it's that guy yeah. the guy who invented that okay. um he is the craziest motherfucker you know what ever. i've heard about not the documentary but i've heard this guy is like just just to paint a quick picture for you shawnee the fucking doc opens i'm going okay it's a fucking documentary about the fucking antivirus guy all right it opens on a dash cam like a police dash cam and they've pulled him over, and they're like, all right, we've got, like, three guns in the car. He's got marijuana. He's got, he's you know, all these drugs. And, you know, you see him, like, on the hood of the police car, and he's like, my name's John McAfee. You, I'm sure you've heard of me. You, you know, I've done the antivirus stuff. They're like, sir, you have guns in your car. And he's like, it's cool. <laughs> he's like, actually, the FBI is looking for me, too, so you might want to give them a call. Just, it was, and so fucking smooth and just so, like, Whoa. carefree and nonchalant about it. And it just, it's a tale of fucking paranoia and obsession and murder and Whoa. ultimately, it's okay. so good. It is so good. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'll, maybe I'll watch that tonight, man. Yeah. I highly recommend Wow. And it's only like okay. less than an hour and a half long, so. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, I, I feel like I was reading a story about him, like, just not recently, but maybe like last year some stuff that, popped off. That would him. not surprise me, because he was I running guess, for president. I, maybe that's what I, what I was running reading for president. or something. Yeah. Um, um, that's crazy, dude. I, I heard that dude's like pretty... Pretty wild. He's so. fucking out there. Um, yeah, give it a give it a watch. Give it a watch. Do they even do they even go into like how he invented or like his time inventing like the? Yeah. the wow, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. That piques so much of my interest right now because it's like, how do you go from <laughs> the guy who inv- who does this, who creates the software, 
to like the dude we have now. It's like, oh, it man. felt like a much darker fire festival. Ooh, wow. Much darker. Much darker, okay. Yeah. Ooh, man. But okay. in, a, in a way where you're just like, what the fuck? You know, it's, it's you know. Yeah, there's a lot of, yeah. How's this right real? Time, so. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. That sounds crazy, so dude. Watch I out. now super interested to watch that, yeah. so <laughs> I'll check it out. Keep it. Keep an eye out for uh, when they talk about the hammock. What do you like to do in his hammock? Okay. I'm not gonna get into it on the show, but keep an eye out for it. Oh man. Tell okay. me what you think. <laughs> All right, Shawnee, where can we find more of your work on the internet this week, my friend? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Shawnee Music. On my website at <laughs> on my website, not at. <laughs> <laughs> on my website, shondaymusic.net. Net. Um, net. Net. Joey, where can we find you on the internet? You can check me out at Joey Prati on Twitter and on my website, joeypratiscripts.com. You can check out the show at Top5Pod. That's T-O-P-F-I-V-E-5-P-O-D on Instagram, on Twitter at gmail.com, and on Facebook at Top5Podcast. We are on Google Play, Apple Music, and uh, SoundCloud. So please give us a like, give us a listen, give us a follow, give us your love, and we will give you... All four of our lips in return on two of your cheeks. You choose which pair. Until next time, I'm Joey Parati. And I'm Sean Day. Thanks. Thanks. For. For. Listening. Listening. Quite straightforward, that. <laughs> this guy almost had a country...